excited to be here? I know I am. You can stand this morning and get ready to praise the Lord. He is so good. Let's confess our vision this morning. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the Word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I am so happy to be here this morning. I'm so glad that I, I can stand here and praise Him. We have the freedom to do that. We can be here and just praise God for no one to stop us. So this morning, let's take this chance. Let's take this opportunity and just go before Him this morning and just worship and love on Him this morning. Father, we thank You. Oh, we thank You, Lord, that You never leave us or forsake us. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit who is in us, who dwells in us. Thank you, Father, that he helps us. Praise you, Lord. He helps us connect close to you, Father. And Lord, I thank you for everything you are going to do today in this service, Lord. We give you our full permission, Lord, to come and do what you need to do, Father. Do what you want to, Lord. We just thank you for everything that you will accomplish here this morning, Lord. And we just praise you this morning, Father. We just glorify you this morning, Lord. Come on and lift your hands and just worship him this morning. Oh, we worship you, Father. We glorify your name. Oh, you are a good God. There is no other God are the only one. I just worship you this morning, Father. I just glorify your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the glory of your presence in this place, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you.
just worship you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You see what you can do, oh God of wonders. The things you've done before in greater measure, yes, you will do again.
worship them this morning. Oh, we thank you. Lift up your voices this morning. Sing a new song to him. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Oh, you are good. You are good. There's no one like you, Jesus. No one like you, Lord. No one compares to you. Oh, no one compares to you. Oh, we worship if you need healing in your body this morning, you're, at, you're right here at the right place this morning. Healing is here. He can heal you. Oh, just worship him and just receive it right now where you're standing. He's a healer. He's the healer. He can heal you. Oh, you're the healer. receive it this morning. Oh, just receive it this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your healing power, Father. Thank you that we are set free. Oh, we are no longer bound to pain, no longer suffering, Lord, because you heal and you have healed us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we are the healers. Oh, we walk in divine health and healing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We just worship you this morning, Father. Thank you, Lord. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Thank you, Father. Never be 
you glad he's good amen he's good hallelujah and we bless his name that's higher than every name hallelujah we bless you Lord we bless you Lord we bless you Lord hallelujah glory to God we praise your name today Jesus you are high and lifted up we magnify you we rejoice in you our Savior our healer, our provider, our deliverer, hallelujah, our great shepherd, the one who leads us, hallelujah, we glorify and we magnify you today, forever, 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 our hearts are grateful to you, we are thankful to you, and we bless your holy name, your holy name, your holy breaks every chain that we hear the chains breaking amen we sang a song about how he opens the prison doors amen glory to God glory to God he does that and so we may not be in a physical prison but there may be bars around us the devil can, can put us in a place where we think we're frozen with fear we can't move forward we can't get out of that but I tell you the power of God is at work in you it's at work in you if you'll let it have its work in you amen how many of you here 
uh, have received Jesus as your Savior. You've received him as your Savior. Amen. Amen. You've received him into your heart. How would you do that? By opening your mouth and confessing him. Amen. So you received him as your Savior. So how many of you that just raised your hand every morning when you wake up, you say, I don't really know if I'm saved today. You question it. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm saved. I may have said the wrong thing yesterday. Maybe I'm not saved. You question it every day. Every day you question. I don't know. I don't know if I'm saved. I don't know. Well, maybe when you first got saved, when you were still working that out, you didn't feel anything, you know, and someone asked you, well, you're saved? Yeah. How do you know you're saved? I just know. I know. Did you feel anything? Well, no. I just know that the Bible says that if I open my mouth and I confess with my, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth, I'm saved. Well, you know, how do you know that's true? Because it's in the Bible. It said it. And I just know it. Well, some of us need to receive Jesus as our healer the same way. So when we get up in the morning and our body tells us something different, ooh. I'm dizzy this morning. Ooh, I got a headache this morning. We say, no, no. I receive Jesus as my healer. And there's no devil in hell, no symptoms in my body that will talk me out of it. Some of us need to receive Jesus as our provider. So when I'm writing out the checks or paying online or whatever, and I see each time I check the bank, oh, yeah, that came out. The account balance is lower. Oh, it's lower. It's lower. Oh, it's getting lower. Ooh, we're barely making it this month. Yeah, when that starts to happen, I could say, no, no, no. I took Jesus and I received him as my provider. He's my source. He's my source. Deliverer. Jesus is my deliverer. I may have to receive him as that. Why is it that you have no doubt that you're saved? Because your faith is strong concerning that. Your faith, nobody can talk you out of it. Even if you do something stupid, you say the wrong thing, someone cuts you off in traffic, and you don't say the right thing, because, you know, sometimes that comes up. You know, you haven't worked that out yet mouth is getting sanctified and you say the wrong thing and someone goes you said that you're not saved oh no I'm saved all I do is ask him for forgiveness and he forgives me you have no doubt about it. well you might go to hell if you do that no he said I'm going to heaven and I receive him I repent and I'm going to heaven I've changed my ways you have no doubt about it but yet we let the devil talk us out of our healing we let the devil talk us out of prosperity. We let the devil talk us out of everything. Why? Because our faith is not strong yet concerning those things. How did your faith get strong concerning salvation? You heard the word of salvation. And you exercise that word every day whether you know it or not. You say, I'm living for the Lord today. I'm, I'm becoming more and more like him. Well, the same goes for your healing. Whatever it is that you're believing for, you have been given everything that pertains to life and godliness. It's on the inside of you. It's already been deposited in you. You just have to draw it out. And you do that 
by taking the shield of faith, we talk about the armor of God, and then the offensive weapon that we have, the only one, every other weapon is a defensive weapon. This is our offensive weapon, and it's the sword of the Spirit. Z just wielded that sword this morning. Did you hear what she said? Did you catch what she said? She wielded the sword of the Spirit concerning healing while you're worshiping. What did she do? She started to quote the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. She put that in her mouth this, this morning and made a declaration in this house saying, healing is here for you. By his stripes, you are healed. We have to be, you know, it doesn't matter the size of the size of the sword. You can have the biggest sword ever. But if you don't know how to use it, you'll still not win in that fight. You can have the smallest little knife with you. Tiny little thing. But if you know how to use it, that scene will end and you'll be the winner. Amen? And so the sword of the Spirit is a sharper than a two-edged sword. But many of us walk around with it holstered. And the Word of God says to resist the devil and he'll flee. And it tells us to do that with the Word of God. And so instead of answering the things that come to us, we just keep our sword by our side and say, Lord, take care of that for us. Lord, what are you going to show yourself in this situation? Show them, Lord. He said, I put the sword in your hands. I've already overcome it all. Jesus did everything he could do, and then he went and he's sitting on the right hand of the Father. And we are sitting with him. Amen? And so he's given us power and authority, the might and the right to wield that sword of the spirit concerning any situation that we have in our in in front of us and so she wielded that sword this morning when she said healing and she began to go in that direction i said listen she is listening to the holy spirit this morning and if we'll just grab hold of that with her hallelujah hook up with her and say yeah how do we do that do we stand there and go that's so beautiful Wow, those girls sing so good. Oh, he plays the drums and the, the keys. Wow, that's really good. They're doing really well. Oh, that just sounds so pretty. Oh, did you hear how she ended that? Ooh, ooh, that's so nice. Did you hear them harmonies? Those were tight. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I'm here this morning. No, that's not going to do you a bit of good. You can hear that on the radio. You can stay at home and listen to that kind of music at home. But when you come, we come with purpose and expectation. So every word that God puts in their heart to say to us, we grab hold of it. We lay hold of it. So if I had sickness in my body this morning, when she said that, the ears of my heart went, oh, healing. Healing is mine. This pain that I've had in my side, gone. In Jesus' name, I receive healing. I receive healing. If, some, if God tells them something else, we say, okay, that's for me. I take it. I take it. And that's how we receive from God. 
we open our mouths the same way that you receive Jesus by opening your mouth and verbal it requires a verbal response I take it by faith in Jesus name and when I wake up in the morning and the symptoms are still in my body and I'm fighting to get out of bed with every step I take I'm still saying the Bible is true and Jesus took my sicknesses and he carried my pain and even though I feel pain in this body I know Jesus took the pain for me and so every step I take I am just going to receive freedom from pain right now I thank you that I am healed and whole I go make my coffee in pain I thank you that I am healed and whole in Jesus name go to climb up some steps oh I thank you that I am same with my deliverance same with whatever it is that I'm dealing with in my life same thing addiction same thing same thing we talked about it the other day you want to get rid of addiction time you go to do whatever that addiction is tell the Lord I'm doing it for your glory be glorified in this activity today you won't want to do it for very long Lord of the Spirit separate you from that addiction do it yourself you've tried we've all tried but he can deliver us from it amen raise your hand to your deliverer this morning all that means is that I surrender to you I surrender to your power I surrender to everything that you are I want all of you in my life so father I thank you right now in Jesus name it's been declared that healing is in this place and healing is all of us spirit soul and body so right now I speak to every single person in here in Jesus name I thank you father that your uh, body Jesus was bruised and beaten for our healing and your blood flowed for our forgiveness of sins and so right now in Jesus name I plead the blood I plead the blood of Jesus over every single person who has their hands raised this morning I thank you for healing for every person who has their hands raised this morning I thank you that everything in our lives are coming into divine alignment right now in the name of Jesus <laughs> in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord we thank you Lord we thank you Lord we thank you Lord we thank you that healing flows in this place right now in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name glory to God glory to God glory to God demonstrate your word father God demonstrate your word father God in this house this morning in the name of Jesus we give you the permission we give you the right to do it this morning we thank you Lord we thank you Lord we thank you father we thank you father God we give you glory and honor we thank you for your word in demonstration your word is quick <laughs> so I thank you for the quickness of your word in this house this morning how quick it changes us and we thank you for the power that's in your word we thank you for your power we thank you for your power your mighty power in this house today in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus that heaviness on your shoulder leaves right now in Jesus name you've had heaviness just come on move those shoulders this morning 
Move those shoulders this morning. That heaviness is gone right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Dry mouth is gone right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. We thank you. Blurred vision. Uh, no, you're corrected right now in Jesus' name. It's, it's costing you your travel. <laughs> your vision has been blurry, and it's costing you travel time. It's like you can't, you can't drive after a certain time. Right now, we speak to those eyes, and we tell you to correct yourself in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Healed and whole by the stripes of Jesus. Clarity, 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 clarity. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Father, thank you, Father, thank you, Father. You are not your diagnosis. So stop saying you are. Stop saying you are. Stop, whatever that diagnosis is, stop aligning with that and align yourself with the Word of God. Align yourself with the Word of God. Stop aligning yourself with that diagnosis because that's not who God has made you to be and that is not how he sees you. Yes, the symptoms of that may be in your body, but will the sword of the Spirit concerning that and you'll be delivered and set free and you'll no longer struggle with any symptoms of that disorder in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Glory to the name of Jesus. I don't care if it ran in your family. Yeah, he heard you. But everybody in my family has that. No, no, it stops. It ends with you. It ends with you. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus is your blood. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's become your blood. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So you're free from that. You're free from that. No, you're not cursed. No, you're not cursed. No, you're not cursed. You've been redeemed from the curse of the law. You've been redeemed from the curse of the law that no longer operates in your bloodline. No, no longer. Change what you're saying concerning that. Change what you're saying concerning that. And you'll see that you'll align with it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You can focus. You can focus. You don't get easily distracted. The devil wants you to be easily distracted, but no, you can focus. Hallelujah. And you can learn things quickly. Stop saying you can't. You can. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And that task that is before you, that's been giving you a hard time, for some reason you're going over it and over it and over it and over it again in your mind. And it's not coming together. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Glory to God. Because you can focus. You have the attention to do it. And you have the capacity to do it. And do it well. Do it well. You'll pass that test. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Mom, you got anything? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Anybody have anything? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God.
bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Come on and greet one another this morning. Tell them, you are the blessed of the Lord, and I'm so happy, so happy to see you this morning. So glad you're here this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Good morning, Father's House Family Church. It is Nisha Barton here with this week's upcoming events and announcements, so listen up. I would like to first take this opportunity to welcome all of our guests and our first-time visitors from our Father's House. Let's give a real big God blessing to everyone who's new in the house this morning. We welcome you. We thank God for you worshiping with us today. We pray you have enjoyed the service so far and that you continue to do so. You should have received a welcome packet and a connection card coming into the sanctuary this morning. We would love if you could fill that connection card out and turn it in during our offering time. And then we have a gift for you. Again, thank you so much for choosing to worship with us. Please come back and worship with us very, very soon. This past Monday, we hosted our very first women's book club through Kingdom Couples Ministries. And let me just tell you, it was a blessing. We had women on from different states. We gathered together. We introduced how we're going to be conducting the book club. And it was just amazing to hear voices of women who want to grow. That was our theme on Monday, growth. I'm so excited to be connected with women who want to grow. And if you want to join what we are doing with the book club, it is not too late for you to join. I will continue to post a registration link on the Kingdom Couples Facebook page. Um, and you can also register on the website, on uh, Father's House Family Church website. We would love for you to join our next session, which is going to take place on September the 26th at 7 p.m. Again, if you have any questions regarding the book club, please see me, contact me. I would love to answer your questions and get you connected with this powerful book club. Get ready for some amazing fellowship. We are going to start a bowling fellowship on Tuesdays um, starting September the 13th. It's going to be an amazing time for families to come together, for married couples to come together, whoever is willing and available to just have some fun, to fellowship with one another outside of church, get to know each other a little bit better as a faith family. This is open to anyone ages 12 and up. Um, and also, if you have family members who you want to invite, this will be a great opportunity to introduce them to your faith family in a laid-back setting. Amen. So we encourage you to get connected. There's a sign-up sheet on the table in the foyer. If you want to be included in the um, text message thread, you can sign up there. And Mr. Eric is going to be sending out information about it. You do not have to commit every week. If there's a week that you cannot come, you can still sign up and be a part of the uh, text message thread. Amen. And if you have more questions, please see Mr. Eric Murphy in regards to the Bowling Fellowship. I'm excited. I can't wait to join myself. 
And last but certainly not least, we will be hosting our last prayer card rally of the season this Wednesday at 7 p.m. You are welcome to join us. We are going to go to all of the three schools and pray over the schools. So we would love for you to come and make your supply available with us as we pray over the buildings, the students, their protection, their future, and everything concerning the school year. And just come in agreement that they're going to have the best school year yet. Amen. Awesome. And at this time, that concludes our announcements. It is time to give. So we're calling forth Mr. Ivan to come and receive our offering today. So let's receive them. I'm expecting today. Are you ready to receive what God has for you today? It brings a great joy to see to see his children obeying his words. Amen. When it comes to giving, we don't listen to the spirit of fear, but we listen to the spirit of love, the Holy Spirit that lives in the inside of us. Why? Because God tells us what kind of spirit he gave us in 2 Timothy 1.7. He says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. When I was preparing my notes, usually when I'm working from home, as I seek God on giving and receiving, he put something in my heart. I would get up. I had this little island in the kitchen. They'll go around and around, <laughs> trying to reflect what God gave me. And then uh, before I, I go put on paper, I usually type it in. I'll type it in the computer and stuff, and then I'll, I'll print it out. And then I'll, uh, if, you, if somebody, like, there's a window there, too, in the, in the, in the, in the kitchen. And if somebody looking outside, as I go around this island, I'll be talking to myself. They're like, this guy's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, like, when I'm all done, I'll print it out. I'll send it to the printer. I'll ask my son to go get it to me downstairs because the printer's downstairs. He goes and brings it to me. He says, Daddy, he's the Lord's paper. I said, thank you. <laughs> Another day, uh, the people from my, my mother's uh, church invite me it was my mother's birthday so they invite me to go because i had to go cut a, a cake for her this was a while back uh my son was around like probably like six or eight so i brought i, I had him with me i brought i brought him with me and when we got there he saw this uh he saw this uh, tall guy like he was a younger younger guy he probably was 16 like maybe 17 but tall, like to go through that door, he had like to bend. He said, Daddy, look at this man. He must be a hundred years old. <laughs> I said, no. <laughs> I, I just smiled. I looked at him. I smiled. I said, no, he's young. 
<laughs> so uh, <laughs> and then uh, like uh, I was thinking like especially it talks about like the sh like being short. See, like sh being short is not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We are farmers of God. As God blessed us with seeds, now it's up to us to make a choice to plant the seed or to eat the seed. Amen? Amen. So if we plant the seed, God tells us he will multiply it and will increase in everything we do as he directs us to. Amen? 2 Corinthians 9.10 God gives seed to the farmer and food to those who need to eat. God will also give you seed and multiply it. In your life, he will increase the things you do that have his approval. God has want us to give because he knows we are going to be blessed. But the question is, do we know we're going to be blessed? If the Lord is telling us we're going to be blessed, let us believe his word. And let it take root in our heart and produce all that God has for us. He already has for us. Amen. Psalm 37, 25. David's talking here. He said, I'm old now. I have lived a long time. But I have never seen God's people abandoned by the Lord or their children begging for bread. Please let's stand. Let's read now often confession. Ready? Go. Because we are tired, the winds of heaven are open. The blessings being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commission, settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfers, Bills paid off, debts demolished, royalty received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, land, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing to our hands great big seed and moving forward in faith in every area of our life. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvest angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Please come to the front and release your offering tithe to the Lord. Now I'll hand it over to Pastor Maria. She'll pray for the offering. We thank you today. We present, Father, the hearts of every person in here and online. Father, we present our gift to you. For you tell us to give, and it shall be given unto us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and run it over. You tell us when we give our tithing, Lord, that you open the window of heaven and pour out a blessing that we cannot contain. So, Father, we thank you. That your promise is true, 
and we believe your promises, it is working. And we thank you for it. Blessing, Father God, into every person. Father, that's so they see. Let them see abundance in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Mom. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm just going to set this here so I don't end up dropping it. Bless the Lord. Are you having a blessed week this week? Did you have a great week this week? It's nice to see uh, those who are here with us for the first time. Like Miss Nasha said, we welcome you. We welcome you. Thank you for coming this morning. We welcome you. Uh, you know, when we come to the church, when we come to church, it's not just um, something that we check off of, uh, you know, a box to say I came. <laughs> you know, if we do that, we miss out. We miss out. I look forward. My heart looks forward to coming. You know, sometimes my flesh doesn't want to come to church, but you're the pastor. Wednesday nights are typically the toughest nights for me have always been that way, you know, uh, and I'm not confessing that, I'm just telling you what it's, what it's been like, uh, because I used to work, you know, I worked in healthcare for 21 years, and uh, for some reason, Wednesdays was the busiest day with traffic, Wednesday was the busiest day with traffic in my office, Wednesday was, and so Wednesday night, sometimes I would come and lay on the back seat, remember that, I'd lay on the back seat and, uh, seat and sleep, because I was so exhausted, I was tired, and uh, then, uh, you know, you, then you're leading worship. I was leading worship. And, you know, there's not a lot of people on Wednesday night, so it's tougher. <laughs> it's tougher. I don't know if you've, ever, if you've ever led worship and there's like a few people, but, you know, you're like, oh, you know, you're trying to get it all together, you know. Uh, and so I'd be real tired on Wednesday. My flesh did not want to come. And I, when I, I'll be honest, I made some excuses sometimes. And they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> And so uh, I had to really change my heart with that and tell my body, no, you're not going to tell me what to do. If the house of the Lord is open, guess where I'm at? Amen. I'm not missing any opportunity. And when I made that adjustment, uh, everything changed for me when it comes to church attendance. And I talked about that a little bit on Wednesday night when we were praying together. Because as a pastor, and it, this is the same for them, as a pastor, you can get real frustrated uh, with individuals that don't come to church consistently. It's okay, you can look at me, you don't have to look down. <laughs> it's okay, I ain't here to judge nobody. I've done the same thing. But um, it gets frustrating for us in the natural because you know consistency changes everything. If you consistently go to the gym and lift weights, you're gonna see a difference in your body. If you consistently, uh, you know, tell your spouse you love them and nurture and uh, your marriage, you're going to have a great marriage. Pray together, you'll have a great marriage. If you consistently eat the right foods, you'll have a healthy body. If you'll consistently get in the word of God, you'll change your old habits and ways. If you consistently come to church, anything you do consistently uh, will will make a big difference. So we know, you know, come in, stop and come in. So I was complaining to the Lord a couple weeks ago, and he corrected me in front of my, my prayer audience on a Monday morning, I think it was. And I had been complaining, thinking I'm telling him my concerns. And so I was telling my concerns with, I don't know, and I was naming people. How come they don't come? I don't understand. 
One week, oh, 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 next week, where are they? For three weeks, where are they? What are they doing? You know, I'm complaining, but I'm out of concern for the people, right? Concern. And so he corrected me. Not then. He let me go on. He let me do my thing. I got on morning prayer, and I started to talk about that. And I had read some scriptures. I had read scriptures concerning different things, and he put all those scriptures together for me. And right there during morning prayer, I had to repent. Because you know what he told me? He said, don't be so concerned about people who aren't coming. He said, concern yourself with how you're showing up. Is your heart connected to it? Because if you don't show up with your heart connected to what you're doing, then you're not going to get anything out of it just like they're not when they're absent. Same result. You could be in the house looking at the ceiling. Huh, any more new leaks this week? Do I see any? Hmm, I wonder if a bird can come through that thing. Hmm, what's that crackling sound? Look at the shoes that she has on. You can be here doing everything else, and you're going to get the same result as someone who's never stepped foot in this house. So God corrected me. I'm like, oops, sorry, guys. <laughs> Before we pray, Lord, I repent in front of everybody. It was a loud correction, and I received that correction. And every time I come, I'm going to make sure my heart is connected with what I'm doing here. Amen. And so we, we, we can do that. Instead of concerning ourselves with who's not here, how am I showing up? How, how much attention am I giving to what's going on and what he has to say to me? Amen. Glory to God. He corrects me. Guess what I get to do? All right. So <laughs> from January to March of this past year, and if you weren't with us, uh, you can go online uh, on our website or on YouTube or on Facebook. You can go on there and um, you can... Go back and listen to those messages. We did a series on kingdom living. And we talked about different areas uh, of the kingdom, how we live it out. And so uh, we talked about, uh, you know, church attendance, how we attend, why we attend. We talked about uh, some navigational uh, tools that God has given us to walk uh, aligned to his kingdom. It's about living aligned. We did uh, our vision this morning where we live aligned to the word of God. That's kingdom living. Kingdom living is whatever God says, I do, right? What he tells me to say, I say. And so we did that series then. And today uh, we're going to kind of, it's a new series, but it goes along with it. We're going to start a series, it may not be very long, called Kingdom Minded. Kingdom Minded. And it goes along with kingdom living because being kingdom minded is a requirement for kingdom living. Hallelujah. In fact, how you think determines how you live. How you think determines how you live. So let's go over to Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. And this is the scripture that God brought to my heart concerning this topic. Uh, in Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And then look at what he continues to say in verse 6. Who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Verse 8. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself 
and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Nine, therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Father, I thank you for these few next few minutes that we're going to spend in your word. I know that it's not a lot of minutes, but Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I know you are here. You're our teacher. Just help us to get this out in the way that it needs to be spoken. I'll not say anything that you don't want me to say. And so I thank you for your help this morning in Jesus' name. Paul is talking to believers, uh, Jesus followers who live in Philippi. It's a place. And he's instructing them on how to teach each other. Now, he's in prison, in a horrible prison at this time when he's writing this book. One of the worst prisons that he could be in when he's writing this book, uh, to, this letter, actually, to the people. He's uh, telling them how to treat each other, the beginning of the book, of the chapter. And uh, he tells them, he gives us uh, how to give uh, people uh, a, a glimpse of good living, Righteous living, that's what we should be doing, giving people a glimpse of what that looks like, how to stay sensitive to God. And so he addresses our behaviors and how we should live different from the world so we can demonstrate God to the world and how he is. That's why we've been left here. That's why he didn't say, you're saved, you receive me, good, come on up to heaven. He didn't do that. He could have. That could have been his plan. I just want them to get saved so I could bring them to heaven with me. No. He left us here for a reason. Till that last one hears. Till that last one hears about him. And so uh, we've got to demonstrate him to the world. He urges us to consider Jesus' example. That's what Paul does. Uh, and he said to have the mindset that Jesus had. And then the mindset that we see in verses 5 to 11 is one of humility and submission. As we study and learn of him, we see that Jesus was very humble. He didn't take any glory for himself. He called himself the son of man. And when people would call him, oh, I know who you are, you know, he'd say, don't tell anybody. <laughs> he'd try to make, you know, go and sin no more. You know, don't tell anybody, you know, right now. Right now is not the time. So he would call himself the son of man. He took no glory for himself. He was very humble. He was also submitted to the Father. In John 5, verse 30, the latter part of that, I'll just read that. He said, I don't seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Jesus didn't consult his own will. His will was submitted to the Father. Whatever the Father wanted, that's what he wanted. That's what kingdom living looks like. He said it numerous times. I only do what the Father shows me to do. And I only say what the Father tells me to say what I hear him say. This should be our posture in this life that we're living, one of humility and one of submission to the Father. And we've been empowered 
to live that way. You and I, we've been empowered. If you've been born again and you've received Jesus into your life, your spirit has been recreated. Your spirit desires and longs for the things of God. It longs to please God. I said, my spirit loves to come to church. My flesh I had some issues with. I had some issues. And my mind had to make a choice. Which one am I going to go with? The flesh or the spirit? This is what we, they're opposed to each other. So this is where the fight is. <laughs> There's disagreement between the spirit and your mind or your soul or your flesh. We see that in Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. We won't turn there, but you can read it later if you write it down in your notes, Galatians 5, 17. It says that they are opposed to each other, your spirit and your flesh. But the good news is there's a way to close that gap. Hallelujah. He's given us a way to bring our body into a posture of humility and submission to God. There's a way to do that. And that's what we're going to be talking about in this series uh, on Kingdom Minded. So again, how you think determines how you live. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2. I'm reading this from the Amplified Classic. We read it on Wednesday night uh, before prayer. It says, and set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things not on the things that are on the earth. Then Paul goes on to talk about the habits of the flesh, or as it says in the Amplified Classic, the practices that we were once addicted to before we came to Christ. Now look at Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10. And have clothed yourselves with the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image, the likeness of him who created it. Look at verse 12 of that same chapter. Clothe yourselves, therefore, as God's own chosen ones, his own picked representatives who are purified and holy and well-beloved by God himself. By what? Putting on behavior marked by tender-hearted pity and mercy, kind feeling, a lowly opinion of yourselves. This doesn't mean that you have an unworthy opinion of yourself. It means you don't think you're more greater than who you are. <laughs> But you better know how great you are in Jesus. And it's because of him in you. Him in you. Gentle ways and patience, which is tireless and long-suffering and has the power to endure whatever comes with good temper. There's the posture of humility and submission again. Paul says, clothe yourself or put on this behavior. In the verses prior to verse 12, he says, he uses real sharp language here. He says, kill or deaden the desires of the flesh or put away or rid ourselves completely of the things that are contrary to righteous living or kingdom living. The under, I'm not like a scholar or anything, 
But the understood subject, we have an English teacher here, uh, the understood subject in Colossians chapter 3 is you. <laughs> it's me. It's you and me. Hallelujah. We have to do the putting on and the putting off. God is not going to do that for us. He has empowered us to do that for ourselves. So stop waiting on God to change your behavior. I've got to stop waiting on God to change my behavior. Anyone have kids in here? Maybe they're older. Mine are older. My son's over here. Uh, he's the one that was playing the keys really good. Uh, and so uh, he, you know, when they were young, as much as I love my, my kids and I wanted them to behave and I would tell them over and over, behave, you know, I could not make them behave. Ever tried to make your kids behave? How'd that work for you? No. They spend a lot of time in their rooms alone, right? <laughs> And they still come out not behaving sometimes, right? But he had to make a decision that he was going to behave. And then he had to back up that de decision with good action. He had to back it up with good action and say, okay, where I used to do this, I'm not going to do that anymore. So, you know, where that kid, you know, used to bother me, there was a little girl that used to bother him all the time. So one day he took his juice and he just threw it right at her. So I got a call. Because he had it. He was like, I've had it with her. So I got a call. He went here to the school in Dighton. I got a call from the school. And they're like, your son just threw orange juice at a child. I'm like, my son? Good Kevin. My first thing was, what did she do to him? Because I knew he's like mellow, chill. You have never raised a son as chill as this one. Chill. And so he's just calm as anything. And so I'm like, what in the world? He came home from school, and he's like, hello. I'm like, what did you do today? <laughs> what did you do? He's like, it's the same girl. I mean, this girl just, he told her one day he was going to cut her hair, so he got in trouble for that, just for saying it. That's malicious. I'm like, he would not cut her hair, believe me. And so she was just at him. And so, you know, I would always tell him, you know the reason she's at you? Because she likes you. You know how we tell the, our, our, she likes you, so she's at you that way. And so he's just like, I've had it. I'm like, he was like undone that day. I've had it up to here. And that takes a lot for him to get undone. And so I'm like, well, you can't do that. You know, you can't throw a cup of juice or whatever it was that you threw at her. And so he's like, you know. So he, you know, he didn't do that anymore. So he just started, you know, doing what he does best. And if Kev wants to ignore you, he's going to ignore you. He's the pro at it. <laughs> so he's, like I said, he's super chill. It's like, okay move on. And so he just decided that he was going to change. But he had to do that. I, as his mother, as much as I wanted for that to change, I couldn't do that for him. God, as much as he wants you to have everything that he has for you, he can't make you have it. You have to accept it. He took 99 steps. He's just asking you to take one. He's done everything else. Just take one. That's why he can't pray the prayer of salvation for us. We have to do that ourselves. But he took the 99 steps to get to you. But then he said, just open your mouth and confess this, and you become my child. And then he wants the best for you, but the behaviors are on us to change. But guess what? We don't have to do that by ourselves either. We don't. He's empowered us to change. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. So we, we can't miss that. That's on us to do. And, and the way that we can put off the old, and that sinful, destructive behavior and habits of the flesh, the way we can do that is to do first things first. First, we have to set and keep our minds on things above. Have the mindset that Jesus had. So we've got to align our thoughts first with him. We've got to do that first. And it's important. Don't miss that part. It's important. That comes first. We've got to do that first. Many people are trying to quit this and quit that without doing that first step. And, and, and when you do that, it doesn't come out the way it should. So look at Romans. We don't have much time. Look at Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Our flesh just wants to do what everybody else is doing. From the time we're young, what is it parents we're trying to keep our kids from doing? Ever say that? If they jump off a bridge, won't you? Are you going to jump off a bridge too? Ever use that with your kids? Why? Because we're trying to stop them from doing what everybody else is doing, especially in this hour that we're living at. I don't want my kids. I don't want my grandkids doing what the rest of the world is doing. They'd be crazy. So I don't want my kids doing that. <laughs> I don't want that. And so we try to keep uh, our kids from, from doing what everybody else is doing. Be different. But no kid wants to be different. Every kid wants to, you know, be with the inner crowd, the in crowd. That's just how they're wired. Our flesh is the same way. It does not want to do things that are opposite of what everybody else is doing. Does it? Is it the salmon? The salmon is the one that flows a different way than every other fish. Every other fish flows downstream. You'll find the salmon flowing upstream. And it's harder. You got to work. You don't just float and just go down. You could just sit, relax, just go with the flow. No, that's not how kingdom living. You do that, you'll find yourself swallowed up in the things of the world. And when that day comes and Jesus, there's judgment for the world, guess who we're going to be judged right alongside? Those who we're with. I'd rather be a part of the family of God. Amen? Glory to God. Already judging myself. Judging myself so I'm not judged. Hallelujah. And so it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. If we read it in the New King James, it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In Colossians chapter 3, the Holy Spirit through Paul tells us to set our minds on heavenly things or on kingdom things. Another translation says to set your affection. Set your affection. What you think about consistently becomes the object of your affection. Remember when you were dating, if you're married today, you know, if you've ever dated, what did you do? <laughs> when you weren't with that person, I love the way he walks. His voice, oh my gosh. His voice is all of that. Oh gosh. Oh my goodness. 
in the way. Oh my goodness, did you see the car he drives? Oh my God, did you? You're just all about it. Then you get married and you're like, Willie, shut up! No, <laughs> I can't take that voice in it. No, no, no. No. If anything, it gets better and better. It's like, walk again for me. Come on, walk again for me. Let me see that suit on you this morning. You know, we get, it, it, you get close on. But that's the object of your affection. Even when you're not with them, you're thinking about them. Me and Eric will see our little things on Facebook because you know how Facebook shares memories. So I'll have messages on there. Hey, beautiful. You know, and this is back in when we were dating days, you know, or just getting married. And so I'm like, oh, look, you were thinking about me that you took the time to type it. Yeah, the object of our affection that's what gets our attention. The more I think about that person, the more I think about that thing. So think about the things that you consistently think about in your life. Whatever you give time and attention to will grow. If it's God and his word, it's going to grow big on the inside of you. If it's problems and things that give you anxiety, that anxiety is going to grow bigger on the inside of you. Whatever it is that you give your time and attention to will grow. Amen? Glory to God. So it becomes the object of our affection. And so we are urged to set our minds on heavenly things. And then Romans tells us, don't be conformed to this world. Don't adapt or fit in to this world and its ways. Instead, be changed or transformed. And he tells us how, by the renewing of your mind. When we do this, we will know what the perfect will of God is in every situation of our lives. What does God have to say about that? We can say, we'll know what we need to put off. We'll know what we need to put on. Hallelujah. And his power, which is at work in us, will enable us to do that consistently. To do his will consistently. So that our life continuously aligns with him. Glory to God. A renewed mind will give you the best life. It will give you the best life. It will give you a transformed life. A renewed mind will. We see that in Romans 12 too. A renewed mind is a mind that is thinking like God thinks. That's what a renewed mind is. A renewed mind is a mind that is thinking like God thinks. And the only way we arrive at having a renewed mind is if we'll take in the word of God and let it fill our thoughts and actions. And this is very important to remember. We're going to close here. There is no other way to renew our mind and to know what God thinks outside of his word. There is no other way. This is the only way. I can say that dogmatically. The only way that you will ever know God's thoughts concerning you is if you look into his word and read it. Those are his thoughts concerning you. That's how you'll know. Hallelujah. If I want to think like God, I must know what he thinks, how he thinks, and let his thoughts become my thoughts. Amen? The only way I'm going to do that is by learning his word because his word is his thoughts written down so you can take them as your own. God offers you his thoughts, so take them. Take them. 
He offers you his thoughts. So take them. Amen. Uh, can you go to that last slide for me? I'm not going to finish this message this morning. We're going to stop. But that last slide, this is so important. You know how I said I can't change my son's, you know, I couldn't change my son's behavior when he was young, you know, that kind of thing. Well, no one can read the word of God for you and renew your mind for you. God can't, your spouse can't, your child can't, your pastor can't. I am not that powerful. He's not empowered me to do that. My job is to preach his word so that you're equipped and so that you know what you need to do. Amen? Amen. And so he will help you in this process. And it's a lifelong, <laughs> it's a lifelong occupation. So he will help you do this. But if you don't have, if you're not reading the Bible, and I put that word every day, every day, every day. If you are not reading it, uh, in this hour that we live in, you're going to struggle. And you may say, well, I don't like to read. Well, welcome to the club. I used to be that way too. Until I started reading the Word of God. And then the Word of God opened myself up to reading other things. And now I read books. I read many books. But I hated it. And so if you will set your eyes, there's nothing like you reading the Word for yourself. If you don't like to read, don't look at the Bible as just any other book. This is your manual. If you go to a job and you have a job to do and they say, here's, what do they give you the first day? Now it's online. Before they used to hand you the book. It was like this big and you're like, oh, overwhelmed already. They hand you a book and they say, this is how you do the job. Or you go to school and they say, here's your textbook. You don't have someone else read that for you. Why? Because you value this class and what you're going to get out of it, and you know you need to make an A, especially if you're paying for it in college. Or at work, you want to get paid. And so I better know how to do my job. So I better read that manual. I don't have someone else read the manual. I read it. I read it because I want the benefit for it. Because when someone else reads it, if I read it for you, I'm also sharing with you what God has showed me. I'm a pastor, I'm in this office, so what he shows me is for people as well. Some things I don't share because it's just for me. But what he gives me to share with you, I share it. That's my job as a pastor. I'm supposed to share. Well, when you read the word for yourself, it's for you. When your spouse reads the word for themselves, it's for them. When your child reads the word for themselves, it's for them. So set your eyes on the word every day. It's your manual. I can't, I can't put enough emphasis on this. I cannot put enough emphasis on reading the Bible every single day. Every single day. I can't put enough emphasis. Every time I sit down to study for church, I keep hearing that. You tell them. You got to set your eyes on the word of God every day. And so if you don't have a daily discipline or a daily practice of the word of God, I'll tell you this, in some churches they don't want you to read the word of God. One, the pastor doesn't want you to become smarter than them. In this church, I better have people who are smarter than me or we're all in trouble. 
You better get smarter than your pastor. Better study that word and get in that word. In some churches, the pastor doesn't, he wants to keep you down there or she wants to keep you down there. Stay down there. Let me feed you your mind to feed. No, we don't have that mentality here. No, everybody grows and increases. We don't want you to be ignorant. So the word is your weapon. Don't keep it in your pocket. So the way to first, first start learning, you've got to read it. You've got to read it. And so do that. Do that. Every day, read the word of God. And then another reason they don't preach the word is they, they don't want you to look at it because they may be wrong in what they're teaching you. How do you know if I'm wrong if you're not reading? I can tell you whatever I want if you don't read the word. And you'll go, oh, okay, that must be good because she's a nice person. No, this is how people are being deceived left and right. And so I kind of give you what God is telling me. But you need what God is telling you concerning your life. And the way to know that is to put your eyes on it every day. So if you don't have a daily discipline, here's your action step. Schedule the time. You value the time maybe you're taking your dog to the groomers. You write it on your calendar on the refrigerator. Or maybe you have an appointment at the doctor. You put it in your phone or whatever, in a mobile device. You, you, you schedule it. If you have an appointment with someone at work, a meeting at work, we value that time, so we put it in our calendar. How much more should we value God's time, his time with us? He's calling for you to sit at his feet so he can teach you and learn of, you can learn of him. And so schedule it. Put it on your calendar. Take the time before you leave here in your car. Bring up your calendar and say every day at this, make it a reoccurring appointment with the Lord and keep that appointment. I can tell you your life will change. If you need some help as to what to study, you come see me. Come see me. I will help you study the word of God because it is what is going to sustain you until Jesus comes. Because wait till you see what's about to happen on this earth. Good for the church, not so good for the world. And I want to be a part of his family walking in all of the knowledge of his word that I can. Because that's what's going to get us through. Amen? Glory to God, stand with me. So that's your action step. You can take a picture of it before you leave. That's your action step if you don't. If you do have a time with the Lord, just ask him, should I increase this time, Lord? What do you want me to do? Is there something different you want me to study today? If you're struggling, like we said when we first started this morning, if you're struggling and you haven't received him as your healer, as your provider, as your uh, deliverer from whatever it is, get some scriptures on that and put it in your heart. Read it every day and then say it. Wield that sword of the spirit in your life concerning that. Amen? Glory to God. Father, I thank you that we are becoming skillful in your word. Not just reading it and studying a bunch of things, but we are becoming skillful. And you're showing us those things that you desire for us to learn so we can be sustained throughout the rest of our time here on this earth. We thank you that we are growing and increasing in the knowledge of you. We are learning more about you, Jesus, and we are setting our mind and our hearts on things above. And we are putting on your mindset. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you for coming this morning. God